and everybody has it back again. Don't take no mess at the rose garden. Jesus, they're on fire. They're what we desire. The men in black can handle it. Other teams can scrapple it. How they win that game today? There's just one thing you can say. How does Scotty shoot that three? Believe it, it ain't easy. How did Brian jump so sweet? Believe it, it ain't easy. It's the flying dot that's in your lap. What has your impressions been of Reddish for the first month that he's been in Portland? You know, he's he's been good. He's been fine. I mean, it hasn't been great. I haven't been, like, blown away. And I think some of his, like, you know, I, I, sometimes I think his uh, recognition is just needs to improve. But I, I think, you know, he's got a ton of talent. He's got good feel for the game. Uh, I've been impressed with some of his, his cuts um, off the ball that I, I I have enjoyed and, and you know and he has the size and the length to be a good defender and he can defend well sometimes you know but I think it's kind of a it's it's not really camera is not the only one that's not like you know running out to the three-point line a lot of times I feel like that's one of the things the Blazers do a lot that I don't see a lot of other teams do as much as like guys are like three-point shooters and sometimes they just will not chase them out there and it's like guys this is it's 2023 pretty much everybody can shoot a three like um, but I don't think Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish is not the only one that does that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's, he's very solid uh, and I think that he's got a lot of talent. I, I just don't know if I, I, I don't really know what he's, I don't necessarily see him as like a future starter for this team though. And, and I think starter no rotation player yes I do, I do i do think he'll be back next year i think i think they i think they've seen enough that they feel like he can be a solid you know seventh or eighth man at the very least and it probably won't cost that much to re-sign him so i, I think he'll be back which you know that that's a conversation we'll have yeah after I, the I, season I, but like i think i think they've seen enough that they feel like they 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 like enough of what they've seen of him that i think he's going to be a part of the team going forward Right, and I get, you know, the also, like, the perspective of, like, Chauncey, like, he was a draft pick who also, like, was a high lottery pick and had to move around and got yeah. traded a bunch. Like, I get, like, I get that. And so, like, I understand that he's coming at it from a different place than than we are about, like, shade and stuff like that. So I, I get why he's pour, why they're pouring a lot more into, a lot more time right now on the playing time front into reddish than they are over sharp even if i'm not even if that's not what i want to see right now as as someone who's just wanting to watch more shade in because it's fun but i'm i'm you know i get it and again it's it's the contract thing it's the fact that he's a free agent like that to me i think if maybe if all things were all things were equal and he wasn't a free agent i i would love to see that world but we don't live in that I would be really interested to see how the minute distribution at those wing spots would go if Nasir Little hadn't signed that extension already. Because I almost wonder if he's getting a little bit of the short end of the stick in some of this, you know, these rotations. I had, I had kind of thought that, you know, once they traded away Josh, like the obvious thing to do would have been to start Nas, who, you know, he's been, he's been, he's been up and down, especially defensively. But, I mean, I think he's had enough good moments and good games that, I, you know, 
I think he should be playing more than he is, but he kind of is, you know, like you said, they have to figure out how much they want to pay Reddish and Thibel, and so they want to give them those reps, and Nas, just because he kind of already got his contract, and they know they've got him at a certain number already next year, like, he's just kind of the odd man out in that kind of discussion right now, which I think is a little bit unfair to him, but you kind of understand why they're doing it. Yeah, I feel really bad for Nas. I think when I went on Dirt and Sprague uh, right after the All-Star break, I was like, I, I was like, I was like, I don't know. I was like killing Chauncey. I was like, I was like, I was like, I don't know what Chauncey has against this year, little blah, blah, blah. But I think you're right. It's just, it's a bigger organizational thing. I think at this point that it's, they need to figure out what they've got in these other guys because they know what they have in Nas and they know what they have in Shaden. And those guys are going to be part of the team next year. But in terms of setting the market, setting next year's roster, which is, you know, the most important setting next year's roster is the existential task of this Blazers front office and Dame's career at this point. So it's like, like I, so if we zoom out all of the, from where they started the season and the struggles that they've had and, and everything within the context of it, they're still, they're doing their due diligence because they have right. They have prioritized next season as the season that they can actually take actions to build the team that they say they envision building. Yep. And we're going to get into some of that, uh, you know, over the, course of the off season eric i think the next time you and i are going to do this just just looking ahead at the schedule i think the next time you and i are going to do this is probably next month after the season is over and what we're going to do is we're going to go back because we made we made our (laughs) preseason predictions in october and some of them we got right and some of them we got wrong so we're going to go back at that point and go back over those and kind of you know, take some victory laps, take some L's, if you will. Yes. On some oh, yeah. of those. So I think I think that I'm 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 kinda looking forward to doing that because there was some stuff we pegged right. And there were some stuff that, you know, I think I think you said they were gonna hit the over on the forty wins. Yeah. Oh, I don't, yeah. oh, I, don't yeah. I don't think that one's gonna happen. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, oh yeah. My my uh my playoff they're gonna make the playoffs plus two ten future before the season. I don't think that one's that, gonna I don't hit. think I don't think that one's <laughs> gonna hit. Um Dame for MVP with, while while probably closer closer than the other bets. That was a vibes pick though, anyway. Yeah, of course. And and guess what? We're gonna do it again next year. Oh, hell it's yes. not about it's not about the financial uh when you're betting on your favorite team to win the championship. You have to realize that financial responsibility is no longer a talking point for you. If if you if that's what you're doing, it's not. It's not. It's just you're doing it for the vibes. That's why the Knicks and the Lakers always have really short. I I'm not I'm not a betting expert. I personally don't bet on the NBA or bet on sports or anything like that. But I do keep up. I I, I pay attention to it because I think it's an interesting way to kind of see like what the public thinks is going to happen. Mm-hmm. every i feel like every year like the knicks and the lakers and this is like back when the knicks were terrible like that like the knicks are decent now like betting on them to win the championship isn't like insane now but back in those you know those those last 10 years when they were terrible uh they would always have like among the lowest like the highest odds of of winning a championship just because they were getting so many bets because so many knicks fans were being like oh yeah i'm gonna throw a bet on the knicks to win the championship that's just kind of what the game is 
Totally. And, 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 and yeah, because those teams have fans. It's the same thing in football with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, even when they're not good, they still get lots of bets for the Super Bowl because there's a lot of fans of those teams. And when you're a fan of a team or whatever, you just, you just do that. People just do that. And so, um, yeah, it, it, it's a whole thing, but yeah, it, it definitely always affects the odds for the Lakers and the Knicks. Like, I, I mean, I remember when uh, I, I thought it was good the year that they, uh, when the Lakers won the championship in the bubble. And I bet this before in 2019, like I bet them early in the season. Cause I remember I watched them play, I think they played San Antonio and I remember like Dwight Howard was just like monster on the boards. And I was like, Oh, these guys just beat people up. They're going to win. And I, but the odds weren't even that good. Cause it was this, it was the Lakers. Like, like it was like, if they had been any other team wearing that, like across their chest, they probably would have been way higher odds than they actually were. But um, yeah. And I think, I think golden state's also in that zone too, probably now. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I'm, I'm, going to be curious to see how it plays out and I'm honestly kind of looking forward to being able to just watch the playoffs and not have to be you know consumed with oh the team that I cover is in this series I have to deal with this matchup or I have to think about this matchup and this is this is what I'm going to be like I'm excited to just be able to watch most of the playoffs just as a spectator and not like as much as you know it's disappointing for the Blazers that they didn't make the uh, I, I say they didn't make the playoffs like they've been eliminated but you know I think we all they're probably not agree going to. That they're, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't <laughs> I don't think they're going to end up making the playoffs and like maybe there's an outside chance they still sneak into the play-in but at this point I don't see if even if they get nine or ten I don't see them winning two games to get into the playoffs I don't think that when the actual playoffs start they will be playing in a one eight or a two seven matchup is what I'm mm. saying and so I'm kind of excited to just watch all of those series from the couch and just like enjoy them and, you know, maybe write about them, maybe have, you know, thoughts on them, but not have to have thoughts on them if I don't want to, because it's not involving the team that I cover. Well, yeah. And you and I can go to establishments and, and watch the games and, and not have to be online. Yes. Which is also, also good. So, uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to resolution on where we are on yeah. this on this Blazers season. That that I can definitely say. <laughs> yeah, Eric, thanks for doing this as always. Of course.